This is This is Open Shop The podcast The podcast that documents the journey 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 The journey of building and launching Open Shop The small business Geo Marketplace Welcome to another episode of Open Up Shop, the podcast. I am your host, EA Green, and we are here to navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and conquer these obstacles by just getting started. And you know what it is. We're coming to you live from 301 North Main Street in downtown Winston-Salem, live from the Open Media Lab. Now, in this episode, you can hear that what we're talking about today is kind of might be considered a new segment for Open Up Shop. Um, if you remember two weeks ago or so, I did an episode by myself and I let you know that I'll be continuing to do those type of episodes where we'll kind of be going back and forth between me checking in and talking to different business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals about some of those other obstacles that we kind of go through. So what I wanted to do is that I wanted to check in with you guys regularly to let you know let you guys know a little bit more about the entrepreneurship journey and where we're at currently today. So what we would probably call this the open journal series. All right. So with the open journal series for open up shop, what we're going to do is that we're going to uh, recap everything that I've, that's happened over the last two weeks since the last time I've done my open journal entry. So since then, when I let you guys know about the Open Media Lab and that it was opened up on 301 North Main Street in downtown, downtown Winston-Salem, I had an open house, an interactive open house. So what I wanted to do, uh, I kind of gave myself a weird deadline. I got the keys on the first, like I mentioned it to you guys, and I wanted to make sure that any anything that needed to be done in the space, that I needed to get it done as quickly as possible. And the best way I know how to do that is by giving myself an impossible deadline and not necessarily impossible, but just something that was, you know, a little excessive. So I basically gave myself a two week turnaround to get the space, to paint it and get it set up so that I can have people come in, you know, see the space and kind of introduce it to the community. So with the interactive open house, what I I wanted to do is that I wanted to essentially similar to any other open house that you might see for any type of real estate, I wanted to bring people into the space. And and what made it interactive is that I wanted to sit you down at the table, at the podcasting table, or sit you down in front of the, the ring light for the you know the vlogging section of the lab, right? To kind of get you immersed into what you could potentially do in the space. So my hope of that was that if I get you sitting down in front of the mic, I can get help you get the jitters out, kind of teach you some different etiquette about podcasting to kind of really give that education on the fly. And then while, you know, kind of hoping that the, the the potential clients that were here will then sit here and say, hey, you know, I can actually see myself doing this. So the interactive open house was scheduled for June 15th, uh, had it from uh, from 12 to 3, you know, on a nice Saturday. And uh, what I did was, that you know, I, you know, I made the announcement that I put on my on my socials like I did. And then basically put out the Facebook event and really relied on my personal network in order to kind of get the word out to say, hey, you know, come to my space on June 15th where you can kind of learn more about uh, podcasting and content and content creation. 
So with the event, uh, I think it went really well. Um, it was definitely way better than I can expect. And the reason why I say that is because I potentially only marketed this the event for a little over than a week. So about a week and a half. So normally, whenever I try to do any type of events, I normally give myself at least a two week turnaround at the very, very least. And it was just when doing the different renovations of the space, you know, we kind of got pushed back. But I wanted to make sure that I still held it on a day that I essentially announced when I first did it. So when it comes to the marketing side, I do believe I could have did, you know, a little bit better. You know, I could have been a little bit more prepared in the sense of making sure that the the marketing was really being pushed out in the way that it was done. But, you know, I was still able to get use a couple of Facebook ads and things of that nature. And I was able to get a decent crowd to come in during that time period. So uh, we the total amount of people that we had visit was around 25 folks, Um you know, and to me, again, for a week turnaround, that was pretty dope in my in my opinion. And what that was kind of perfect because since it was an interactive open house, I was able to actually give people a little bit more time to really be able to sit down and talk to me and give me you know, have any other questions um, that they might had about the space or about podcasting in general or any other type of content creation. And I was actually able to give you like that that one on one experience that I really wasn't intending to give. Because I was expecting, you know, to kind of move people in and out of the space. All right, so that was definitely uh, something that, that, like, I was really proud about. That I was actually able to give a little bit more, uh, some heartfelt one-on-one time. And then what I was really hoping to achieve with that was actually what I was actually able to get done was that I wanted to kind of almost use it as like a soft opening. I wanted to get people in the space, like I mentioned before, and I wanted people to to ask their different questions. And I wanted them to ask questions to see if I was fully prepared for that's number one, right? So I can make sure that I can address any concerns or any questions that that might come up so I can almost be able to create any FAQs after the fact. So, and I also wanted to do this in order to kind of complete some research. So this is the best way for me to kind of get that one-on-one research to be able to, that market research where the potential clients were actually in the space. And then I was able to test certain different things out, like, you know, did the space meet their their expectations? You know, it was something that they were expecting a little bit more. And we was able to talk about pricing. We was able to talk about the different uh, aspects of how they can interact with the space and how they can use it. So I was actually able to find out some more questions and stuff like that. So, and the funny thing is, the one of the biggest questions that kept coming up from that space was that if they could, people can eat or you know drink. You know any type of liquids inside the the space, which was super weird. I guess what I would say, like I wasn't expecting that. Like I was expecting a lot more of like, well, how do how do we do this or how do we do that? But I get it. You know, a lot of people wanted to. Reason being because you know different things that are more popular now, such as ASMR, uh, mukbang, or even if you had a like a lifestyle. Um, podcast or vlog and you wanted to be able to actually you know like kind of kick it with your friends and you know be able to eat and drink you know you know kind of kick the shit so that you'll be able to actually have a good time while in the space all right so with that you know it kind of made me look at it like reflecting over it afterwards right i was actually very very satisfied with how everything came out especially with the fact that i wasn't able to you know kind of give the full marketing push that i wanted So 
I definitely feel like I definitely owe that to the network um, that I've been able to build in this in the city over the last three years or so. You know, so there was you know a couple of familiar faces, but there was definitely a few that I've never met before. And you know, I guess my my skill set, you know, learning how to use Facebook ads and stuff like that, was actually able to get into some you know the faces of some new folks, and they were actually able to come and you know was actually able to like kind of like kick it off and be able to understand what uh, potential clients might actually need. So, one thing I will say that when it comes to what I notice after the fact. You know, after reflecting with the the whole space and everything, is that I expected to have um, two different types of customers. I expected to have, you know, the the folks that were either by themselves or small groups, and then I expected to have a slide, uh, couple of clients that would be more business, right? So the people that would be a little bit more uh, might ask for more full service in terms of similar to how Open Up Shop is. So. Um, and I'm sure if you have listened to other podcasts, so when I met about, you know, small groups and stuff like that, I'm thinking it would be a little bit more social, a lot more laid back. But I did notice that a lot of people who were inquiring about the space was actually people who were just like me in terms of that they wanted to, you know, document the journey. They wanted to be able to use podcasting or vlogs in order to be able to, to educate their potential audience. So I definitely would say that would really, really surprise me. And uh, actually was a little bit more uh, satisfying in a sense because I'm literally I can I'm doing it I, they are asking me to to provide the same service that I'm actually providing myself so it definitely you know it was a little bit easier a little uh, definitely in my wheelhouse you know along with the other types of podcasts you know I it's a little bit different when you are like kind of really in the weeds of doing it on your doing on your own and being able to reciprocate that in order to kind of give that for other clients so following the actual interactive open house that over the last week or so i had received inquiries on inquiries on inquiries and you know it's not something trying to brag or anything like that but it was definitely reassuring that the idea that I had going into this this whole project or going into opening up the space was that I believe that this was something that the actual community that I was in was actually missing. And I was just reassured from when I was speaking to people in the street and people who actually reached out to me on their own, where you know most people you would expect, at least when you're planning, that you might believe that you're actually going to be taking the time out to then seek those folks or you know and be able to use the different tools and different ideas that uh that billy fountain gave us on that episode when we was talking about cold calling or cold approaching when it comes to that sales process so when it's definitely uh relieving when you plan for one thing and it gets a little bit easier than that right so now but i'm not letting that you know kind of go over my head or kind of making me feel a little bit lax about it i'm actually you know a little bit more pumped to kind of uh, to go full steam ahead in order to make sure that I can you know, capitalize on this moment. So following the open house and then when I was working throughout the next week, what I realized is that I really needed to focus on my marketing site and my scheduler. So you know, I wanted to make sure that when I allow people to start booking the, the space, you know, you can start booking on uh, the 24th of June, you know, ongoing. I wanted to make sure that, you know, people had something really nice to look at. Um, and I guess really, really kind of goes into the 
perfectionist in me. You know, I wanted to make sure that everything was just tip top and everything was right, ready to go. And then what I realized was that, you know, it was a little bit tougher than I expected it to be. You know, um, I started building a website using Squarespace and, you know, going to continue to make sure that, you know, that's done. But then what I realized was that I was getting closer to my my date and people were still, again, inquiring about when's the earliest they can actually use the space. So now, no, no, yeah, you know, you can use it starting June 24th. And it got to a point where I was saying, like, hey, that's when the schedule will be ready. Then I uh, I was actually able to book an appointment before the 20, like before the 24th. You know, that's you know, noticing the the excitement that uh, the community is starting to have about using the space. So one thing I will say, you know, kind of looking back at that is that I've realized about prioritizing, right? So, you know, I get where having the marketing site would have been, you know, perfect to have, it would have been really nice to have, but in order to, you know, fulfill my goal about getting people in the space, what was more important at the time was actually using the scheduler and having the scheduler available uh, for people to actually start booking, right? Because it's not going to make any sense if I, you know, I'm, I'm paying rent on my own, and then, uh, you know, I'm I'm telling people, hey, you can't use the space, even though it is ready for to be used. I, you can't use it until the website is up. So what I decided to do is, you know, I reprioritized everything, and I decided to go for the scheduler first. And again, the scheduler will be up, you know, as you're listening to this episode, right? Where you're able to, you know, actually book your appointment or to book your session where you can either, you know, record podcasts or vlogs or things of that nature um, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. So one thing I do want to kind of, I guess, kind of call out while you're listening to this episode is that uh, I try my best when I'm preparing for this actual episode to make sure that I kind of put things in chronological order, but there's a lot of things happening simultaneously. So reason I'm saying that is because earlier in the week, you know, when I was actually getting the scheduler done, right, uh, there was a lot of different events happening on around the city uh, that was taking place throughout the week. So uh, during that week, I was actually make, able to really kind of get out and, you know, hit the pavement and, you know, meeting a lot of different new clients, you know, at, at places where they were at. So I went to uh, Venture Cafe earlier last week. And then, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going more regularly now, especially unless if I have a, a, a different client, you know, booked for the space during that time. And I went to a um, the Winston-Salem Urban League's uh, Young Professionals uh, Mixer, you know, their final mixer for their fiscal year. And, you know, I was able to meet tons of new folks, um, which is so weird because you know, I've been here in Winston-Salem for three years now. And I kind of felt like I thought I met everybody for the most part, but I've come to realize that, you know, there's always someone new or someone whom I, you know, might have been in the same room with before, but never been able to actually speak with. So it was definitely dope that I was able to get out, you know, meet new folks. And, you know, what I noticed while I was networking throughout the week is that there are some people who still, even though I was using Facebook ads and I was using heavily on my network, there were people who still didn't know that I opened up a space. So, you know, I'm not sure if I, I mean, what's to blame. I'm not sure if there's, you know, I'm sure there was opportunity better for my marketing and, you know, make sure maybe I could have, you know, sent direct emails to folks in order to make sure to, to get their attention. Or if I got, uh, you know, if I felt victim to social media's algorithms where I just wasn't able to kind of get in people's faces or 
I didn't use my uh, Facebook ads in the right way. So definitely over the next month, I'm going to definitely have to continue to uh, my market efforts are going to have to be continuing and ongoing. And I can't rely on one medium over the other in order to make sure I can get this space filled. So I definitely know that's something that I'm going to continue to work on, find out what works the best for me and make sure that I can get the attention of the people that I'm looking for and find them where they're at rather than to try to force them to find me. So that's definitely something that I've definitely noticed. And, and I feel like I've known in the past and I'm sure you could relate where you, you know, you read stuff of, you know, or you had direct experience, but sometimes you just have the uh, weird notion that things are just going to be different or it's going to be a hell of a lot easier for you. So definitely kind of looking into that where, you know, just old fashioned networking and, you know, kind of being in people's face and you know shaking hands and giving out cards and it definitely is one of those big things and speaking of that i actually like ran out of cards this week which was um you know i'm hoping it didn't go on you know deaf ears and stuff like that but you know uh i definitely had like 50 business cards like that i kind of keep on me like all together all the time and i definitely ran out on them on uh um, last Thursday, you know, so I kind of going through the whole week and stuff. So I actually had to go find my business cards back from the house and like bring them to the office to keep them here because uh, I've definitely been caught out a couple of times this week where people asked for my card and I just did not have one. So definitely got to be more prepared than that. All right. So uh, definitely what I want to kind of call out too, right? And this is like one of the last things I really want to talk about this week is that when you are kind of going through your business and you are, you know, you're opening, opening it up and you know you have so much other stuff that you have to worry about, one thing that you cannot uh, risk not doing or you can't afford not to do is keeping your ears to the street. So the reason why I say this is because there, you know, when I was having the open house, and then I was meeting with people, you know, I was bringing people over to the, you know, to the space, you know, throughout the, the, the last week or so, just to kind of get them in here, just so they can kind of see it and, you know, enjoy the open sky up here. And, uh, you know, the, the view on the 24th floor, right? One thing that I kept noticing that, you know, there was a lot of different feedback that you that you get while you're, you know, kind of going through your normal spiel, going through your normal elevator pitch. And it kind of leads me to the last thing that I really want to say is that I've come to realize I might be undercharging. So with that being said, you know, when we look into the next uh, entry for the open journal, we're definitely going to be um, taking a little bit d- a deeper dive into pricing. So I had uh, an, like, a, an idea in mind. And, you know, just kind of come to to terms that I think I might be icing myself out and um, definitely going to want to kind of explore this just a little bit more, you know, where you can kind of talk about like uh, how you how you balance between having your pricing, you know, make sure that you pay your bills and make sure that you kind of are able to fulfill your mission when it comes to what you're looking to do with your business. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our wrap-up segment, and we're going to wrap up this episode. 
And we're back. So we are going to wrap up this episode of the Open Journal. You know, I'm talking about the last two weeks of everything that's happened since the interactive open house until today when you're listening to this episode. All right. So uh, one thing we're going to go into is the concept startup growth. And the way that I want to start doing these for the Open Journals is that I'm going to essentially look at it in terms of the two-week snapshot that I'll be checking in in order to talk about how I felt like the planning, the execution, and the uh, adaptation might take place for the rest of, you know, for that week. And what I'm looking forward to, you know, until the next time we have this discussion. All right. So with the concept, all right. So one thing I did notice when it comes to the planning is that I believe that I should have had everything ready about three weeks prior to the actual open uh, the interactive open house and the reason why i say three weeks prior is because you know if i because i know i definitely want to again like i mentioned i want to have at least two two full weeks in order to actually promote um you know no no excuse you know there's definitely a lot that had to get done you know between when i received the actual keys to the space to when the open house actually took place like i was in crunch time the day before still you know doing the the final touches making sure everything was straight so definitely i will say that you know at least depending on how big or small you want your you know event to be you know definitely give yourself at least two to three weeks prior to make sure that everything is straight uh and with that being said you know again since i wanted it to be more of a soft opening you know i wanted to get make a big enough splash to make sure that people were aware that it was in you know in the area but not necessarily where i wanted it to be over swamped i just wanted to kind of be able to test everything out in the moment to see how i operated within that that space all right with that being said you know i'll kind of provide a little bit more information about what is to come afterwards all right so when it comes to startup i actually believe you know i feel like that our uh execution was spot on you know being that the restrictions that we had in the sense of you know the week and a half of promotion i was actually very very satisfied with how we actually kind of completed the task at hand well you know i had the the great help from my fiance and uh like i said my sister came up and you know i had different uh colleagues and and friends helped me out with making sure that everything was good to go, you know, the day of the actual event. So definitely want to shout out all you guys to make sure that I really do appreciate all your help. All right. And now with growth. So one thing I will say with growth, with the adaptation is that uh, realizing that I like noticing and realizing that uh, the potential client base that I thought that I was going to have right it kind of looks like it's in the inverse so i mentioned it to you guys earlier that you know there's two types of customers that i was looking for and those were the you know the individuals and groups that you know were more social based you know that were a little bit more you know for like you know in terms of like cultural and different things of that nature and then i was looking at other businesses like my own that wanted to you know kind of really be reliant on the education wanted to use podcasting or visual aids in order to kind of uh, educate their audience. So one of those things, again, I, I thought that I was going to have to work a little bit harder to find those businesses or be able to talk them into, you know, looking into this. But for the most part, a lot of the, the people that I, I spoke to over the last week, again, 
last week is that, you know, people were ready to go and they understood and, you know, they were just waiting for the opportunity or for the, the right moment to show or for when they can actually get started. All right. So that is concept startup growth. Again, that will be something that we will do at the end of every episode where we'll recap everything that we've learned over, you know, that particular theme that we're discussing in that episode. All right, now we're going to into the final section of this episode and my favorite section, hashtag comfort zone killer. So what comfort zone killer is, is a social media call to action to you, the listener, something that I want to make sure that you guys, you know, we can drive home to kind of help you hashtag just get started and to give you a little bit more inspiration, you know, when you're going through the week until the next episode of open up shop. All right, so this week's comfort zone killer is I had to dig in the crates for this one. This was something that, you know, again, I really enjoy music and I find, you know, inspiration in the weirdest places. So I had to kind of go tap into one of my favorite rap artists, you know, while growing up, you know, even to this day. Uh, I had to tap into Busta Rhymes and the song that I wanted to use was dangerous and this came from uh, his album when disaster strikes that came out in november of 2007 you know the reason why i thought about this song and i know it's super super random and it's not one of his uh you know his a-side you know singles and things that kind of came out uh something that i was kind of going through a rabbit hole uh, early last week when i was kind of just listening to old you know old school hip-hop or you know even if like I said, it only came out 10 years ago or 12 years ago. I can't believe that's considered old school. But, you know, it was some lyrics that kind of came up during, you know, during the song that, you know, back then I didn't realize that he was talking about. But, you know, he was saying that how, you know, me as a, you know, as a, as a black man, as a, you know, as a young man, like I need to be dangerous. Right. And be dangerous is more than just terms like, you know, trying to cause like physical danger or anything like that. But I, the way I interpreted it, it was just more of. You know, being prepared, just being on your P's and Q's, like being on, on top of your shit where you, you know, are just in a place where, you know, no one can really mess with you. So I'm going to leave you with a couple of seconds of the song and then we are going to wrap things up. And that was Dangerous by Buster Rhymes from his album of When Disaster Strikes that came out in November of 2007. All right, so if you want to listen to that full song, I will leave a link uh, where you can find that on the YouTube and you can you know listen to that and kind of really be able to digest what I was talking about. All right, so now with that, man, I hope you hope you enjoyed this segment. I hope you enjoyed this new you know way of me kind of checking in and really giving you a little bit more in-depth look about my entrepreneurship journey, you know, while going through to, you know, kind of create uh, open shop the, the e-commerce platform and along with the open media lab here on 301 North Main Street in downtown Winston-Salem. All right. So now with that being said, tune in next week for your weekly dose of make it happen. But in the meantime, you can get more about the journey by following me at EA the exec and learn more about open shop at open shop us and openshop.com. And then you can learn more about the open media lab at 
Open Media Lab on all social platforms. And now, also, starting from when this episode, when you can hear this episode, you can now start booking your sessions at the Open Media Lab where you can uh, do your podcast you could do your vlogs or if you needed to get any portraits done you know and you have a photographer you can bring them into the space and definitely take advantage of any of the backdrops that we have or the open sky which is the 24th floor view coming from the open media lab now go get your journey started and build your idea project or business but just remember all you have to do is open up shop peace